Hey, flight fans. GM is always Dwayne here. My pronouns are he and him. This episode of Flight Risk stars. Hello, my name is Velvet Divine, Faye Fair, and I'll be playing Anarchy Fortuna. She, her, the Twilight Tinkerer. I'm Mark. My pronouns are he, him, and I'm playing Aaron Windstalker, Seeker Pathfinder, Warrior, Steel Hand Adept. And his pronouns are he, him. Hello, my name is Doug Eberhardt, he, him, and tonight I'm going to be playing Traj Azros, she, her, and Traj is a Deathmurian uh, warrior with the specialization Steel Hand. Let's buckle up. It's time for another Flight Risk episode. The three wounded warriors are following the purples and the rancors into the woods. Um, are you guys riding your horses? Or are you walking them? Are you walking the, because uh, I forget the horses' names as I was reminding myself earlier, their beautiful names of Guvri and Untra. Are they being ridden or walked? I imagine that we're walking them since I remember the purples took me by the hand and mm. pulled Traj. Uh, deeper into the Dathomirian uh, forest. Sure. So as you guys are kind of going in to this forest, there's kind of a like a, a change in the air, a vibe almost changes, and you feel just a lightening of your spirit. You don't feel maybe that heaviness, the stress from a fight, whatever you're down from the excitement moment as whatever you how you calm yourself whether it's breathing over analyzing what you just did but as you're walking with them you kind of feel kind of in a better mood as you're walking with them and your mind starts to wander a bit and you see these small childlike things and your mind goes back to you know stories of your childhood so a question i have um Arniki, what was a story that she loved growing up as a child Space Frog and Space Toad, whatever the Star Wars analog are <laughs> of those. Okay, so what happened to Space Frog and Space Toad? Space Toad was very fond of cookies and would not stop eating them. And Space Frog kept trying to get the cookies away so that they would not ruin their dinner. And Space Toad kept finding their way to them. Uh, and so I imagine- Space Toad just kind of got sick of trying to catch the cookies <laughs> and like threw the box away, like screw it. <laughs> All right, I dig it. And uh, what's a story that Aaron remembers from his childhood on week? There was an old ballad that was sung every year at the Midwinter's Fair, uh, Tell an Ol and the Band of 1001. It was about this uh, Twi'lek hero from ages long ago who defeated. 1,000 bandits and the bandit king single-handedly. Nice. Cool. And then uh, what story uh, kept Traj warm and safe at night on Dathomir as she was growing up? Um, Traj remembers a story of a horse goddess of Dathomir, a story that was passed down in her small um village and her villages 
you know, half about 50% uh, male and female um, death Marians. It's sort of in the middle between the far from the sisters and this horse goddess, which is basically just a giant horse uh, would rampage across Dathomir, um, bringing freedom and power to the people of Dathomir. And that strength has inspired to be strong and powerful and let nothing get in her way. Okay. And then uh, my last question, uh, what is the horse goddess's name? Oh boy. Now you put me <laughs> on the spot. I know you don't like coming up with names. <laughs> I was making that up on the spot. Um, I know. I know. I could, I saw the wheels turning. I'm like, I like where he's going. Let's see what he's got. It's a uh, Ravor. Ravor. Okay, cool. Make a note of that. Nice, Raver of the Horse Goddess. See, we're just building Dathomirian legend here. <clears throat> All right, so as you guys' minds kind of wander back through these stories, whether they, you know, bring a smile to your face or make you feel proud or fill you with kind of confidence like the story of Ravor, uh, you come to a kind of just a clearing just kind of appears almost, almost magically with, with these little purples. And you see that there's a few dozen of them scurrying about the ground, climbing the trees. And there's maybe about a half dozen of these rancors ranging from the full grown size to younger ones. And the purple that is holding Traj's hand just keeps pulling and pulling uh, her towards the kind of the center of the area where a rancor, a large rancor is kind of laying on its side and it's kind of doing that kind of heavy kind of breathing. And whereas the, the cowardly uh, rancor that we had that you guys saved, this one doesn't seem to be scared. This one seems to be, well, maybe not scared. It's not the wrong word. It's scared, but in a different way, it's more distraught than anything else. And it's just breathing kind of heavily and the purples are moving about it. And they're looking at the, three of you and they're looking at that rancor and they start gesturing at it and trying to get you guys attention towards that rancor. Is it injured? Can I investigate? Sure. Um, Aaron is a outdoorsman, right? Mm -hmm. He's been around wild, large animals on week and maybe on his adventures. Mm -hmm. He's been bouncing around the universe for a while. And um, yeah, you said it's, it's not an, it's not hurt, like wounded in any way, but it's definitely in distress. There's no like gaping wound. There's no like broken limb, no gashes or anything like that, but it's in distress. Okay. If you want to do a, like a survival check or if anarchy wants to do a, a medicine check or a xenology check, I think is a skill in this game. Uh, yeah. We could do that to xenology. get a, a better idea. A whole heck in xenology. So this will be a two, a two purple check for anyone wanting to make the check. Um, I would say, uh, Aaron, if you're rolling, you'd get a blue as your experience as an outdoorsman. And then, as always, anytime we deal with space animals, Anarchy gets a blue because of her subscription to Space Animal Planet. Space Animal Planet. Hey, it's, it's worth the $3.99 credits every month. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's a rare That's roll for you. Yeah. Yeah. This is a this is an ill omen. I'm not okay. It's been All a right. rough day. Yeah. Can I get a boost for <laughs> living on Dathomir? 
Oh, yeah. You definitely would give you a blue because you are from the planet. You've, you've been around Rancors more than anybody else. So Aaron rolled a success, two advantages, and two dark side points on that check. See, so he adds uh, his force rating to checks, oh. survival checks dealing with animals. So, so does he feel like fear or something emanating from it? Yeah, it's it's scary. What it's going through is not supposed to be like this. Okay. And I'll say with the success that you know that this is a a female rancor. Okay. And it is um, in labor. So he sets the fear aside and uh, with those advantages, is he able to assist it in any way? Um, you know that um, I'll say with the advantages and plus that um, Traj got an advantage that you guys know what the birthing process should be like for this creature, or at least mm -hmm. maybe you've never seen a rancor born in the flesh, but you know, large animals generally born a certain way yeah. and what is going on here. It's, the baby either is stuck or is in a like a breach position. So it needs assistance to get this process done. So since it's a large animal, mm -hmm. I, in the case of a small animal, we it would have to be probably solo, but we could all probably work together to assist. Yes. To help this uh, Rancor. Um, uh, where is Anarchy standing right now in comparison uh, to this Rancor? I'm probably close because i had to do my zoology check i'm probably yeah i'm probably a couple paces behind aaron sure so as uh anarchy uh is getting closer maybe aaron is uh doing a, a check going over it and Traj is helping but as anarchy gets up the animal starts to kind of panic more type the scoot move and the purples themselves start to seem agitated and um anarchy do you keep moving forward or what do you do uh, I'll stop. I think uh, I would know enough that I'm the cause of the agitation. Sure. And so, Anarch I try to discern why that is. Do I just have bad vibes? Uh, well, Anarchy, you know from your your dealings with Ajunta before you came to this planet that the Holocron is constantly pushing out an energy that you've kind of been working with Ajunta and you've been kind of training your own mind to ignore this kind of energy, but it's feeding off the panic and scared energy from all these creatures. And it's basically starting to ramp up their emotions. All right. Yeah. Upon realizing that I'm just going to like back up out of range. I assume I have like the range more or less down. True. I'm just going to stand over here. It's the holocron. <laughs> uh, and Aaron's had experience with this holocron. Now he would maybe realize that it was, yeah, yeah, you would know. Yeah, you would notice. Like, since you had that success, yeah. you, you succeeded against it before. You yeah. could feel it, but it's kind of like you recognize that static in the back yeah. of your head that there's something going on again. Anarchy, could you maybe put that somewhere else? I could really use your help. You've maybe don't have medical training, but you can assist with this. I have uh, training. I just mm -hmm. don't have a license. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll stash the holocron. Like in, a, in one of the horse packs or something convenient. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So as uh, Anarchy takes it away, the they're still a little bit wary, but that sense of anxiety is definitely diminished. So you guys are facing a full-sized rancor that is in the midst of labor distress. Ooh. All right. Group check to <laughs> help it out. 
Um, yeah, you guys can do a group check. I don't know. You guys can do a, a survival, a medicine. I mean, if you guys want to do individual checks with your, because I know, and I think that uh, Anarchy is really good at medicine. I know Aaron's good at survival. I think Traj is also good at survival. So I don't know if, I don't know if, because the skills get really mix and match. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I uh, can definitely lead a group medicine or xenology because both are fives. Yeah. And I've got one rank in medicine. So that would, uh, is your medicine, uh, how many yellows do you have? Uh, none, but it's five okay. green. All right. So that would add a yellow to that to be a yellow and four greens. Okay, cool. I could, pr- I probably can't add my force rating to this one. I'll allow it. it I, I think it's, you were kind of crossing the skills a little bit in the way that I'd imagine I guess it's, Aaron, it is to handle animals. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Technically. You, yeah, yeah. You'd be using your force to yeah. either comet or guide it yeah. or, you know, whatever, however the force works in mysterious ways. Mm-hmm. So I'll let you add your, your, uh, your force rating to it as well. Cool. So what is, uh, I guess, uh, what is velvet going to be rolling? So far I'm rolling one yellow, four green, uh, and how many force dies? Two whites. Two okay. whites. Okay. Um, Doug, does uh, Traj have anything to add to the table? Um, I'm terrible at medicine. I'm pretty good at survival. I don't know if how that can come into play or if it's separate role or I should just uh, observe. Um, well, we can do a survival check after this to see, you know, <laughs> how the, the actual procedure works. But we'll, we'll roll that. Um, yeah. I'll Aaron say, say it, like, uh, Traj, why don't you get some blankets from the horses and bring them over here? Yes. Go boil water. Is that a thing we do on this planet? <laughs> Use your fire. Boil some water. Yeah. Uh, Traj takes a a ceramic canteen off of her belt and holds it in hand, and you can see the steam instantly starts to uh, pour out of the top as her hand glows green. Is that a boost for assisting? Yeah, I'll give you. I'll give you a blue for that. Working with sterile instruments and stuff. I kind of. I kind of like that. Cool. Cool. So get a blue for that. And I'll say this is uh, a hard check and I'll give you a black because it's in uh, distress. So three purple okay. and uh, black. All right. So we got uh, a success, two advantages. So what do we do with the two lights? Are these kind of successes? We can use them as successes or advantages. Okay. I mean, I get same with the dark one side. to cancel out the dark side. And then I guess the leftover white is just an advantage. Um, we would just decide whether or not to use the dark side. So we can just skip the dark side altogether, oh, cool. push the fear to the side and, uh, use that, um, hope that comes along with a new life to assist us. All right. So, so y- that would be a success in four advantages. Perfect. Okay. So it is, you guys are successful in helping this mother, uh, deliver a, uh, rancor. Now. I, I've been trying to read and look up what Rancor birth is like, and I wouldn't be able to. Sadly, brave of you. Take it to some weird areas. No one has written about this anywhere on Wikipedia, <laughs> so I don't know what our reference is for this. So Are I'm going to leave it up. I would assume mammals. I assume it's a live birth. That yeah. it's in my brain. I, I, I'm chalking it up to like like elephants or something yeah, large like that. Yeah, just elephants. So, so just run down. Um, what what does this birth look like through the, through the eyes of each of you? So what is it for anarchy? What are, what do they get out of this? What do they experience? I, I think they've probably seen a hollow vid on it at some point on like Space Animal Planet, <laughs> but it's just a lot of like flailing and wafting whatever the scent is like away from her face. 
Okay. And then uh, what does is, what is Aaron take away from this beautiful life-giving experience? It's with, with that light side that he he gathered from, from the forest here. He's feeling the hope of something new coming into the world, uh, but also the struggle and it's, it's messy. He's, he doesn't like it messy. Yes. And then uh Traj as the one keeping everything sterile and clean and as safe as possible. What does Traj take from this? I think Traj sees this birth as part of a, an infinite cycle. Um, that must continue for harmony to exist both on this planet and throughout the galaxy birth must happen in order for death to happen and her village and her herself have fought and killed rancor before but Mm -hmm. never never the children or never the uh the weakened mothers giving birth but this is all part of the the cycle that perpetuates order very cool so i mean rancor is at full full bone size or what like 15 feet tall so a baby i would assume is like what like six feet it's gonna be like four or five six four or yeah. five feet so you know yeah. imagine you know a nice big wet five foot rancor baby very wrinkly very 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 like a pug <laughs> or something very wrinkly very slimy and I, I imagine the baby deer wobbly leg thing as it moves about a bit and once it is out and uh you guys check and the mother seems to calm down the purples kind of go about what must be their routine in these situations they start helping clean the baby taking care of it you see them giving just like aaron gave to anarchy they're giving some plants or herbs to the mother to maybe help help keep it calm and calm it down and that kind of stuff and the purple uh one of the older ones will come over to let me see here i'm gonna use this thing here i have this random dice roller let's roll a three-sided dice one will be anarchy two will be aaron and three will be tranche Go over to Aaron <laughs> and this older purple. You can tell it's older. It's got maybe graying temples, graying hair, and it kind of goes over and it's only like two feet tall. So kind of pulls on Aaron's clothes to get it to, to get him to kneel down mm-hmm. and Aaron kneels and looks into his eyes. And you feel like it's trying to tell you something. It's trying to communicate with you in some way. Yeah, Aaron sort of squints a little bit. He's seen these animals around and he's never taken them for intelligent, but they're behaving like almost like a society. They're they seem intelligent here. Um can I roll alter to um try to share the senses of of animals within sure. range? Sure, that's alter. That's what alter, that's cool. I didn't know that yeah, I didn't know that's what alter did. <laughs> right on. That's, nice. that's the second control of alter. Nice. Yes, you can. Three light side points. Hey, hey this place is teeming with life. And um, Aaron just takes it all in. Mm-hmm. All right. So you, as you're looking into the eyes of this older purple, uh, and you can almost not hear in your mind with words, you are mm-hmm. giving images, pictures. Mm-hmm. If you've ever worked with um, nonverbal people or 
people who use communi- alternate communication devices like the PEC system. So it's just a single picture representing, it can be representing a whole scene, a thought, or just a word. And you start seeing this pictures of what must be their lives. And it's a little confusing. You start seeing picture for like this blackness for like, and you see in your mind, you feel like, Oh, sky. Then you see what must, how they see the rancor, which is just a massive thing. But where like, when we see rancor, we see rancors as these very ferocious, very wild animals, but it's almost like what would be a rancor Funko pop. That's kind of how they see them that there's this this massive thing but it's their friend it's like you know it's your friend who just happens to be 18 feet tall it's it's this thing and you see a flash of what looks like trash in your head but not trash so you know it maybe it's representing night sister and you see what looks to be a cave mouth then you see fire then you see sky and then you see a gaping mouth can, can we go through those again with me writing them down? Sure. <laughs> As if I even had this stuff written down myself. So you see the sky. You see the Rancor, the Funko Pop Rancor. You see what looks to be a Traj or a Night Sister. You see a cave, a cave mouth. You see fire. And then you see what looks to be a combination of the sky with teeth. Yeah. This creature is trying to tell us something. He's, it's projecting these images. They don't speak in the way that you and I do. Aaron's sort of not really talking to anybody in particular, but if Traj and Anarchy are listening, that's a bonus. <laughs> Sky, Rancor, Night Sister, Cave, Fire, and then the sky and, and teeth, a mouth, danger from above. Do either of you, he looks to see if either of them are around. Does this mean anything to either of you? Danger from above could be me or maybe the Sith. Could be the Sith. I think Traj is paying close attention and says the cave could be the crypt, the crypt of Salomar, where we're meant to reignite the flame, and that could be the fire that you saw, Aaron. They these simple these uh, purples might have some insight into our our quest, our our goal. Are they saying, and he sort of looks at the old purple again and tries to uh, think images as he's talking, that entering the crypt, the cave, and lighting that fire is danger? So you are, what are the images you're projecting to him? Um I'm trying to project the exact same cave and fire that it projected towards me. And then um, for danger, would I know their natural predator? Um, Well, those, those things that you guys just fought would probably be the things that would eat them the most. Yeah. 
so I try to picture those, not those things, but their, their, their jaws using a similar image of, okay. of the mouth and sky, but that thing in particular. Yeah. So it, it stares at you. And like, when you project that image of the claws and the, the teeth from the other creature, it, it shudders and it stares back and you have the cave, the fire, the sky with teeth. And then it gives you another image of like water falling hmm. and a a hole that is empty, a, basically a circle. Hmm. Aaron reiterates this stuff to uh, Anarchy and Traj. What do you think this means? Hmm. The hole could be an empty vessel that needs to be reignited. The falling water. Hmm. Hard to say. The hole could also be what's left of this planet after uh, after either reigniting the fire or the Sith. The hole could also be this planet if we don't reignite this fire, Aaron. The fire must be rekindled. That's our goal. Do we know what happens if the fire is rekindled? Life continues in harmony as it should. Is it not harmonious right now? Things seem, things are living, things are dying. The universe is in a constant stage of flux and this can always change, but rekindling the fire is necessary for bringing harmony to, to Dathomir. All right. I mean, whatever so, you can do to bring harmony, there's nefarious characters out there leaving all sorts of power voids and blowing stuff up. This is Mother Umsai's wish, and we must follow it. Aaron nods. Thanks for listening to the Flight Risk Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please head over to the podcast service of your choice and leave us a review. Every review helps more people find the show. If you want to help the show out, please spread the word on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Flight Risk Pod and on Facebook. If you want to help us in a monetary fashion, you can head over to...